Hey everyone, welcome back to Glass Seats. This is Vidi. My name is Mernal, and on this episode, we are discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and the return of Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fitting that it's Detroit too? Detroit v. Chicago? Yeah, I think they did that um, on purpose because it was also the Chris Chelios That's um, right. retirement night. That's right. So, team that Chelios played for, the two teams Chelios played for, Chicago and Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, um, it all kind of lines up and i think that's what we wanted to discuss it was like a fairy tale return yeah huge night in in hockey and of course in fitting nhl fashion they did not put it on their network <laughs> was it was it not a national game no <laughs> i just assumed it was no that's they butchered that wow yeah i everyone was mad about it in the comments because obviously the nhl went crazy with the highlights it was a great game we'll discuss it um in this episode but yeah no they didn't post it or then stream it on on their national network Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I just assumed it's Chicago. Big game. Yeah. Chicago's been in like how many winter classics? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Pretty much. It feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have just assumed that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a Chicago game. Big yeah. game. And it's going to be on a. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well. Side tangent. I found out that the uh, the Kraken Vegas one was the lowest viewed uh, winter classic of all time. So that's probably why they put Chicago back in it. Uh, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. The Kraken Vegas one was so good. I love that one. That was one of my favorite ones ever. So. Oh. The West Coast needs some love, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. There's other big markets besides Chicago. Yeah. Like, I, that's a whole other rant. Yeah. <laughs> but, we'll save that um, for later. Yeah. Patrick Kane uh, returns to Chicago. Obviously, he played there for many, many years, mm-hmm. won three cups, all of that. A huge resume. Um, he's in Detroit now. Um, Patrick Kane le- leaving Chicago at last year's trade deadline, almost yeah. a year ago from yeah. today. Um, going to New York and then signing with Detroit in the off season mm-hmm. or it was actually during the season. Uh, yeah. I think late. it was during the season. Yeah. Yeah. A little late. Um, so yeah. Um, why was this such a big deal? Um, one, he comes back with Alex to bring cat. Oh yeah. That's right. He's yeah. also a former Blackhawk and the two of them played on a line together in Chicago and yeah. are now playing on a line together in Detroit. Yeah. Um, it's also the, I think the first time that he shares the ice with Connor Bedard. Yes, you're right. Because yeah. uh, Bedard was drafted this year, mm. uh, so didn't play with Patrick Kane ever. Yeah. Um, so they had some fun interactions that we'll get to. But the biggest thing is um, Patrick Kane assists on the game-tying goal mm. to uh, send the game to overtime and then scores the overtime winner. Yeah. Um, the, ge- the goal that he assisted on was scored by Alex Debrinkat, and um, the goal that he scored to win the game was assisted by Alex to bring cat. Mm-hmm. So classic Chicago pairing that played for the other team last night. Yeah. I think this is one of the first games where Blackhawks fans were almost happy to lose. I mean, granted, yes, they are tanking, um, but spectacular fashion to lose, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to lose that game, that's how you want to lose it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter which team you're rooting for that game. I feel like you got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. So fantastic game to be at. Um, also I, the most fascinating thing I saw was the interactions between Bedard and Kane. I love when you're seeing like two generations of hockey players, um, you know, meet and like the clash they had. So Bedard threw a big hit on Patrick Kane. A lot of people were saying it was dirty too. Elbow up and everything. It was a little grindy. It was kind of, it was, um, if you guys haven't seen the clip, it was along the Detroit or Chicago bench. I forgot which bench, but one of the benches and he kind of just almost shoves him into the bench, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you know. 
like two continents just sliding against each other. It's a little yeah. grindy of a hit. earthquake hit. You know, yeah. so no sticks, no elbows hit any faces or heads, but it was close. It was more of a, uh, what do you call it? Like a sending a message type of hit? It was, say. yeah, it was just this little, is my team now type of hit. It was a little squish. Just yeah. a little squish by. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you like see your, see your brother on the, on the ice and, um, just give him a little shove, like the Kachuk brothers, they kind of yeah. just like, you know, they push each other's buttons a little bit. I think the Kachuks do a little bit more than push buttons. Okay, well, have to you each seen, other. Uh, have to you each other. seen those uh, off-ice or off-season training videos of them doing face-offs? No. They're like no. practically tackling each other oh, on really? face-offs. <laughs> no, I didn't see those. <laughs> okay, so they've got a little bit more aggression in them, but you know. Um, but yeah, and uh, Patrick Kane in the post-game interview uh, had a... A uh, sarcastic quote for the uh, interviewer saying he's uh, he referring to Connor Bedard. He's lucky he had a bubble on where I was going after him. Yeah. <laughs> so Connor Bedard has the full face shield on for a recent injury, mm-hmm. but um, it was a little fun to see. You know, what kind of legacy do you think Patrick Kane is going to leave? You know, he's in the twilight of his career, mm-hmm. and you know, coming back to Chicago. What do you think he means to that team? To Chicago. To Chicago. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I mean we could go as far as to, the amount of, I actually went back and, and watched all the, um, the heartbreaking, no pun intended, the heartbreaking, you know, series enders he had, uh-huh. he eliminated or he got the cup clinching goal in overtime against Philly. Oh yeah. Philly still mad. Yeah. <laughs> as they should be. <laughs> um, he took out the Kings in 2013 with that heartbreaker. Selling. A couple times. I think 13 and 15, right? Oh, okay. It might have been both. I yeah. remember for a while there, the Kings and Blackhawks were just trading cups. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, it was 2013. It was the double overtime game five or six or something in Chicago. Yeah. And that's where we got the the celebration. Um, yeah. And then the Kings got them back next year. Yeah. In 2014. Yeah. yeah. Cra- wow. Crazy era. We really took that for granted. Um, mm-hmm. But. Well, we take it for granted because we cheer for the third forgotten team. Yeah, that's right. The San Jose that, Sharks, who yeah. lost to both those teams a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, it was a, he, he means everything because without Patrick Kane, you don't have, um, you don't have cups. I don't, you don't have three and six. You just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Jonathan Taze obviously did his thing too. And, and those were two, in my opinion, the two most integral parts of those, of that dynasty. Mm-hmm. But, Man, Patrick Kane is, uh, he's going to, I think he's going to the rafters eventually. Yeah. It was kind of fitting to have his return be on a retirement night. Yeah. You know, so Chris Chelios's number seven goes to the rafters. I think um, he referred to that in a speech too. In Chelios's speech? Yeah. I think Chelios said, he like shouted out Patrick Kane. He's like, one, one day you're going to be here too, or something oh, along those lines. I mean, lines. he's got three cups. I think, isn't he the highest scoring or close to the highest scoring American NHL player? Something like that. I mean, there is debate for the GOAT American-born player in the, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's up there. He's up there. Yeah, he's in that conversation. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, he means everything to Chicago. Yeah. The fact that number seven goes up, and there's a possibility that Chicago could have two number sevens, because that dynasty included Brent Seabrook. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think 88 and 19 for sure are going um, oh, yeah. to be retired. Yes. And there's a debate to be made for number two, Duncan Keith, and number mm-hmm. seven, Brent Seabrook as well. Yeah. Yeah, that that Blackhawks Cup squad was as as many hearts as they broke. Yeah, they were elite, and I feel like their flowers should be given. Um, and yeah, it is it, at the end of the day, though, it is still cool to see it kind of pass on to Bedard's team. This is Bedard's team, yeah. Now. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of glad he, in a weird way, he threw that hit because he's kind of showing that you know right now, obviously, he's a rookie. 
he, he is a yes. rookie, but like eventually this will become his team. And I very much see him either one day wearing an A or C on his chest. Yeah. So. It's like, you know, we had this feeling when McDavid came into the league, right? That one day this guy's going to lead this team and be the captain. And uh, there wasn't really like a legacy for yeah. the Oilers when he came, he came in at the end of a long They had so many first of, overall picks you too. Know, like, yeah. So, and they just weren't panning out <laughs> so yeah. this one was this one felt different though like for mcdavid the closest comparison uh comparison was wayne gretzky yeah who retired in 99 crazy <laughs> insane you know yeah so um like i think it's different for chicago who is just coming out of a dynasty era yeah and you're already seeing the future ones right yeah so you know teams like buffalo and ottawa who have been rebuilding for so long Mm -hmm. and haven't had that to see the crazy success chicago has you know that's you can understand why a lot of teams hate them yes but at the same time success is relative too right yes yeah so i'm well what do you mean by that they're at the bottom of the standings (laughs) yeah right now oh you're talking about before like if you look at them as like over since the lockout right yeah okay yeah the start of the modern nhl is essentially the 0405 lockout yes yeah since then i think they were the first dynasty yeah right now we have the penguins and the kings almost made a run for kings almost made a run yeah i mean if we count the penguins i feel like we should count the kings but that's a whole other thing yeah um the the tampa bay lightning Mm -hmm. had a huge run as well Mm -hmm. but it all started with that chicago team yeah I think that, yeah, you're right. That was the first salary cap dynasty, I think, yes. I believe. Um, yes. And I'd yeah. say it is. Yeah. It revolutionized um, the way t- I think teams assemble themselves. And I mean, in a weird way, it's kind of like the blueprint. Yeah. So, like, I think post salary cap, which was implemented in the 0405 lockout, right? Mm-hmm. I can't think of a team that did the um, split up our talent first where they had taves on one line Kane on another for a yeah. lot of their careers yeah and then they'd stack the power play yeah like i feel like i can't think of another team that did that first and i don't know if they're officially credited with that yeah. but whenever someone mentions that strategy this is the team that i think of yeah and then rolling all all four lines is <laughs> just insane in the playoffs yeah. and if like you, if you can do it we haven't even talked about the players they had in their bottom of their lineup yeah. at that point like dustin bufflin and <laughs> marion that's, that's crazy and all yeah. that stuff you that know is, that was a wild they had team. a wild wild team yeah yeah man but yeah um patrick kane really really good celebration um glad that he got the that he got the overtime winner um yeah. We'll say that was an abysmal play by Seth Jones because Bedard was wide open, empty net, and he decided to be the, try to be the hero and got caught on the defense, and that yep. led to the breakaway goal. Terrible play by Seth Jones. He's getting paid like nine mil something a year. Um, so good luck with that contract, Blackhawks fans. Uh, but That was a bad contract the day it was signed. Yeah. I don't know why they chose to sign it, but I mean, if you're Seth Jones, I'm signing that. <laughs> No I'm one's questioning why Seth Jones signed it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is questioning who gave him this contract. Yeah, not, not a great, not a great, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it led to a pretty awesome moment. And, um, you know, it, it, I'm really looking forward to see how Bedard takes, takes this Blackhawks team and makes it his own. Absolutely. And what more Patrick Kane way to end it than on the breakaway? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, I'm almost rooting for the wings this year. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, it would be cool to see him do it again. I'm getting like Tom Brady vibes where he went to Tampa and won another one. Oh, uh, I mean, they could make the playoffs. I, I I don't think Detroit's winning. You don't know. Florida was supposed to get their, just the floor wiped with them. And yeah, they went but, to the cup finals. Yeah, but what's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we could do a video on 
Well, you know, if Detroit makes it, yeah, and I'm just looking at the standings that are ahead of Tampa right now, so maybe you're right. Yeah, but um, if Detroit makes it, we'll do playoff previews. We yeah. can have this debate then. But yeah, I'm not sold on long term Detroit. <laughs> okay, but we'll see. We'll see. We can agree to disagree. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you guys want to know more about Connor Bedard, the Blackhawks, and just the NHL in general, you can keep it tuned here to Glass Seats. Drop a like on this episode. Subscribe for more. Um, if you're listening to us on audio, if you can leave us a rating or a review, helps us grow the show. See you next episode. Bye.